The following episode experienced some technical difficulties while recording. We apologize for the background noise. Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. We are joined today by Karin Moen Abercrombie. Karin is the executive director of the Swedish American Museum located in the heart of Andersonville in the Old Lind Hardware Building at 5211 North Clark Street. The museum is a 24,000 square foot community institution featuring two gallery spaces, the Brunk Children's Museum of Immigration, a genealogy center, and museum store. While the museum preserves and celebrates the contributions made by Swedish immigrants through its exhibits, kids programs, and events, it also serves as a central community hub for the Andersonville neighborhood. Welcome, Karin. Hi. So tell us a little bit about how you found your way to Andersonville. Well, I moved to Chicago in 1982, and Andersonville at that point was the place where you could go and meet other Swedes. You could also get your Swedish food, but all the other Swede, you know, locations in Andersonville. I've been a customer of Alamo Shoes since I first moved to Chicago. That's great. So you've been here for... 35 um, years. 35 years. And uh, we mentioned in our intro when we talk about the history of Andersonville that Kurt Matthiasson started the Swedish American Museum in 1976, and he wanted to create a place where everyone felt at home. Can you tell us a little bit more about Kurt, how you have continued his mission, and maybe speak to the core values of the museum? Yeah, I think we all try to follow Kurt's mission and Kurt's passion for having a center that is not just for Swedes, but for Swedish Americans and for anyone who is inter interested in culture, interested in immigration, and sort of preserving the history of where you came from. So today, we are open seven days a week. We welcome lots of school children to talk about immigration, and they learn a little Swedish song and dance, and they get to go back to the late 1800s in the Children's Museum to really experience what it was to live back then without their phones, without sort of mm -hmm. everything that they wanted to take with them. So we're trying to do that. We also opened the doors, not just to the Andersonville community, which obviously is our community that is closest to us, but also all other Swedish American organizations in Chicago and nearby. What is something our listeners might not know about the Swedish history in Andersonville? Uh, the Swedish history, we get a lot of questions about that. But uh, I think some of the things that are more detailed that people don't remember as much is that many of the businesses in Andersonville were owned by Swedish families. I often get told that there were four or five bakeries and they will point to the different buildings. And I think when we did the 50-year anniversary of Andersonville, some of us learned where Walgreens was originally, where the Swedish newspapers were. So some of that history has maybe been gone, but um, we can always sort of feel and hear and taste a little bit of the old Andersonville. And a lot of Swedes return to Andersonville to visit. And one of my favorite things is walking down Clark Street and seeing the, the buses in front of the museum, the school buses or the, the tour buses. How many visitors does the museum attract annually? And how many of them are maybe visiting from Sweden? We get about 45,000 visitors to the museum every year. Plus, I would probably add a little bit more during Midsummer Weekend and so on that we can't capture all of them. And from Sweden and internationally, it's hard to tell exactly how big percentage of that 45,000 is coming, but not only Swedes are coming, Europeans and other international visitors, which we then hope that they continue to go to other stores and restaurants in Andersonville. 
On August 8th, 2017, after nearly three and a half years since its removal, we welcome the return of Andersonville's beloved icon, the Water Tower. What was that day like for you, and what sentiments can you share from the employees and patrons of the museum? I think it's really hard to put words to that day. It was such an amazing feeling. Our contractor said, okay, that's it. I can go home. I don't have to do anything else because he felt that he had really been part of not just Andersonville, but the whole history of Chicago with our water towers and being able to bring back a water tower that we had to remove. And the whole process of putting back the water tower really connected us with the community in a different way than I think we knew we had a connection with the community. And everybody has taken part of the Andersonville water tower with the Swedish flag. And this is home for everybody in Andersonville. So it was just a wonderful feeling. And being on top of the building when the water tower was being put down was very special. Um, can you tell our listeners what the new water tower is made of? And does it actually hold water? There is no water in this water tower. It is made of steel with a fiberglass outside, you know, outside um, shell, I guess we should call it. And um, it is not going to hold water. It will just be a symbol for all of us in Andersonville that you're home. And it'll stay for many, 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 many uh, years. That's our plan. <laughs> okay. It was an amazing day. And people were lined up and families and there were watch parties and there were toasts. And I feel like everybody who was there will remember that day for a very long time. Absolutely. And even in the midst of that, you had other major changes going on at the museum. Uh, in 2018 already, you have built a new commercial kitchen, you have restored the hardwood floors and gallery space, and you have a retail food license. Can you tell us a little bit more about the future plans of the museum? So we celebrated 40 years uh, in 2016 and started a campaign to gather money and fundraise so we could do some of these expansions. What we didn't know then was that in 2017, we were also able to purchase the building north of us, the 5217 North Clark building. So this year is all about how, how we're going to expand into that building, how we're going to maybe have the retail store in the 5217 location and connecting it to the 5211 building, and thanks to Edgewater Historical Society, we learned that that's also designed by a Swede. So we now are in two Swedish buildings. And of course, the chamber is now, a, you know, one of our n close neighbors being part of the 5217 buildings. But it's really connecting. And with that purchase, we're able to expand the exhibit space at the 5211 building because we now have other spaces for conference room and other things like that. It is all in the planning stages at this point, and it probably take us two, three years before we're totally expanded into both buildings. That's exciting. Yep. So Andersonville is a very inclusive, LGBTQ-friendly uh, neighborhood, and openness and equality are two important and ingrained concepts in Swedish culture. If you can infuse one element of Swedish lifestyle into America, what would it be? It would be be like Andersonville, which is to be like a Swedish city. I, and people often ask us the questions, like so much of Sweden has disappeared. And I said... Actually, if you go in and walk down a street in Sweden, it would look very much like Andersonville, and it would be an open area for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, young or old, and what your background is. Everybody is welcome, and that's really why we love being, love continuing to be part of Andersonville as well. 
you kind of just answered my next question, <laughs> which is, you know, what, how does Andersonville remind you of Sweden and, or how are they different? But I know that you, you live in the neighborhood. You've yes. lived here for many years. You've raised your family here. You walk to work and you kind of have that, that whole ethos and lifestyle. And, um, you know, how, how maybe is that ex- uh, specifically like living in Sweden or what is really rich about that for you? The richness is, I believe that I feel at home and everyone that comes to Andersonville, and we've talked about this, why it's always Andersonville is everybody should feel at home and everybody feels at home. You say hi to people on the street, regardless if you know them or not. I have my walkers in the morning that go the opposite direction and we're all hi to each other, regardless if we know who that other person is, but it's someone that you've seen and that you start to recognize and be familiar with. And that's, um, so for me, it's home. I was just going to ask if you have any um, spring or summer programming coming up at the museum that you are particularly excited about or want to share with us. So we have second weekend in April, we're doing our tantalizing treasure sale that we do every other year. And we hope that people can come and find a treasure that maybe has been a little too long in someone else's home, but it's a new treasure to another person. April 28th, we're celebrating um, Earth Day a week late with KidWorks Theater coming to the Swedish American Museum on Saturday afternoon. And before that, they, the children can experience the outdoor nature of Andersonville with Mulle, which is a Swedish little... Yes, I, I didn't put nature. that question in because I couldn't pronounce that word. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to just at least put it in there. Yes, Thanks. thank you for doing that. Of course, we have our Pioneer Camp this summer where we have a week-long camp and campers travel imaginary to different countries throughout the week. And otherwise, it's, of course, Midsummer Fest. We, you know, we can't forget about Midsummer Fest. June 8th, 9th, and 10th. Yes. yes. And to plug. And come and listen to ABBA music. <laughs> yes. And um, we do hope to welcome back ABBA Salute to the uh, Swedish stage for Midsummer Fest. Do you have a favorite ABBA song? I think they're all pretty much, but if you start, you know, if the money, money, money or dancing queen, you're going to see all of us out there dancing. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, If you're looking for something to do with the kids this summer, as Karin mentioned, registration is now open for the museum's Pioneer the World summer camp for ages 6 to 10. You can register and find out more information about the museum at www.swedishamericanmuseum.org. For show notes and more information about upcoming podcasts, please visit www.andersonville.org. The museum welcomes guests to check out their latest exhibit, Outside the Lines, Comics from Sweden to Chicago, which includes a Be a Neighborhood Hero selfie wall for kids and adults to memorialize their visit and promote Andersonville. Visitors can pose in front of a large, blown-up sketch of our 2017-18 Neighborhood Guide cover, featuring popular icons such as the Dollar Horse and Water Tower. The artwork was created for Andersonville last year by Community Creations, Inc. Then make sure to return to the museum this weekend for their Tantalizing Treasures event this Saturday and Sunday to discover new, vintage, and antique furniture and items for sale.